Hello, and welcome to the Superhero by Design podcast, a show where we interview real life superheroes. My name is Ace, and I'll be your host. What if you decided to live a life for yourself? A life that when you wake up, the first thought in your head is I can't wait to get out of bed and continue to live this amazing life. Well, I've got a special gift for you. That dream can become a reality, and the guest I have on today can make it happen. He is both a business and a life coach whose main objective is to make your dreams become a reality. Some might say this man is able to change lives in a single bound. Please welcome to the show, Wyatt, the mentee, Graves. Hey, good morning. Glad to be here, man. Wyatt, welcome to the show, man. Yeah, thank you so much. Glad to be here. It's uh, been scheduled for a little minute now, and so I'm, I'm happy to finally connect. I am so happy to have you on. Wyatt is the owner and founder of The Mentee, which is a business and community of people who strive to better themselves, the people around them, and to live their lives fully. You can find more information at thementee.com. Mentee is spelled M-E-N-T-E-E. Also, check out The Mentee Podcast, a podcast where Wyatt talks about leveling up your life and business. Follow them also on Facebook at The Mentee. All right, Wyatt, you might be from a small town and from your accent, I know you're from the South, <laughs> but I've got a big question for you, all right? Let's hear it. How you doing, man? Man, I'm doing fantastic. I get to be here with you today, your audience. I get to uh, go to a pep rally this afternoon for my kids at the middle school. The weather's going to be fine. It's uh, kind of gloomy outside, but, uh, you know, we get to experience it all. And uh, I'm just happy to be alive and have the freedom to choose in all the things that I get to do today, this weekend, I got to meet with my wife this morning. We went over the weekend schedule. We've got the volleyball, we've got the basketball, we've got the, all the agenda planned out. And it's just, it's just going to be a good day, man. That's awesome. I love how you say you get to do all that. You don't have to, or choice is so important. That's right. And I know we're going to be getting into some amazing things just from that one particular word that you used. And I just absolutely love what you've lined out for your life. We'll get into this designing your life, taking control of your life. I know you're big on that, but I'd like to uh, jump back a little bit and just to get, you know, get to know you like right now you are a business life coach. Um, I also understand that you have been and possibly currently still in real estate. Yep. But let's go back to the younger version of yourself. Did you see any of this on the horizon or what was your thoughts when you were a young adult teenager? How do you think life was going to turn out and did it turn out the way you had planned? Can you just Hmm. walk Hmm. us through that a little bit? Sure, sure. Uh, Man, I grew up in a paycheck to paycheck family uh, growing up and I was very aware of that. And I was aware of that because uh, money was always the topic of conversation inside of our house, right? It takes money to make the world go round. You had to pay the house note, you had to pay the electricity bill. And then when you're in school, you got to bring dollar bills to, to the school to have free dress day or to do this fundraiser, or you needed to buy a homecoming outfit. And it was always tense and stressful growing up because we didn't have enough money to do the things that we always wanted to do. And so um, I was just aware of that. And from a young age, right, all humans can only uh, cope 
with their insecurities or these issues that come up based on their level of cognitive development, right? And I know that because I'm also in the childcare industry and have uh, spent 20, almost 25 years learning early childhood development. So um, I looked out at my world and I, I felt a little piece of shame in my life and some insignificance growing up. And when I looked outward, I connected the lack of money with that shame. And so I made a vow very early on that I would be a millionaire when I would grow up and money would never be an issue with me or for me and that all my problems would go away. And uh, so I set out for, uh, you know, from a, a young age to just be wealthy. And for whatever reason, the mentors, the lack of mentors, the people that I could look outside of myself and observe and see, um, something told me that I needed to be an entrepreneur if I wanted to be wealthy. Mm -hmm. Don't really know where that came from. Not one person ever told me that. I do rem remember being fascinated with the word entrepreneur and learning how to spell it from an early age so that I could write it down uh, because that's what I wanted to be. Fast forward to high school. I was riding the school bus in ninth grade before I got my, uh, my driver's license. And I remember distinctly sitting at an intersection and watching at the time, which this is probably around 1993 or 1994, somewhere around there. I remember uh, a brand new black Nissan Altima. Mm -hmm. with the gold trim package driving across the intersection while the bus was sitting, waiting to make a right-hand turn. This car came through the intersection and I noticed the car. And back then that car was considered to me a luxury car, right? right. And so I said, oh, y'all look at that car. That car is so fine. Golly. Well, it happened to be one of the girl's mothers who was on the bus, right? So the, the mom who was driving the car, her daughter was on my school bus and they said, oh, that's my mom. And I said, what does she do for a living? Right. And um, they said, she's a real estate agent. And from that point forward, I had a seed planted that I would be a real estate agent because I connected that nice car with that of a real estate agent. And right. And so it was real estate agents must make a lot of money and I want to make a lot of money. So I should explore that career path. So Went to college for my first uh, my first year out of high school, went to college and I studied at a coffee shop that happened to be next door to a real estate brokerage. And the seed just started to be watered, right? Every day, every week I would go by and I would look at that uh, real estate brokerage. And this is back in the day before Zillow, before Realtor.com, before smartphones. And so they would display all the pictures of the properties on the window. They would take Polaroid pictures of the houses and they would put them in the window and people would window shop and they would come to the brokerage and they would stand outside of the windows and they would look at houses for sale. And I decided that I would go ahead and make the jump because I wanted to start my entrepreneurial path. So I finished my freshman year of college, got licensed to sell real estate in a matter of three weeks. And then I started selling real estate. Uh, I was 19 years old at the time. Um, when I turned 20, I found a childcare center for sale. A little backstory in 1995, just a year after uh, I had that that situation with the seeing the car, right? My mom opened a childcare center. And for the first time in, in her life, she didn't make minimum wage and she was self-employed and in that childcare center. And it changed our life and our family's dynamic with, with a higher income. 
And so at 20, I found a daycare for sale through my real estate business and started that path, got into the childcare business, uh, was 20 years old, started making $10,000 a month by owning that business. And I was still a full-time college student. I was still a full-time real estate agent and I still lived at home with no bills except for a vehicle car note, which was $429 back then. Um, that just kind of grew at snowballed ACE, you know, over the next years, I, I didn't really have a plan. I didn't have clarity on what I wanted to end up doing, where I wanted to end up being to then reverse engineer, to be more intentional about my plans. And in a nutshell, I grew the business really strong, really big. Uh, I had four or five childcare centers and then, uh, 2008 hit the recession came crashing down and I couldn't, uh, fund my startup ventures in the childcare centers anymore because my real estate business died and uh, went, went broke. Uh, and uh, I was able to, to weather that storm for three or four years. And finally, it just came crashing down for me in 2012 as a result of making probably the wrong decisions in some degree, to some respect, but nonetheless recovered. And I'm giving you the short version, high level, yeah. right? start to recover, start to regrow my business, start to regrow my wealth. The real estate world started to rebound. I took on some other childcare centers, ended up getting back to seven schools, selling a bunch of houses. And in 2016, we had 21 days of straight rain in South Louisiana and over a hundred thousand houses and businesses flooded. My house included some of my childcare centers and a whole bunch of the real estate that we had listed a whole bunch of the contracts fell through and I found myself having to dig deep and be gritty again in 2016. And it was then uh, that I found Jeff Woods. That was about 2017. I found Jeff Woods, the one thing, and started to get really clear around what it is that I'm trying to achieve. What makes me happy? What is my purpose? How can I bring all of this together and live a more peaceful life. Because in all of that, what I discovered is it doesn't matter how much money you have. It does not bring peace. It does not bring uh, healing to those, uh, to that shame that we all carry as human beings. And that was about five years ago that all that started happening, right? 2017, 2018, that I, I met Jeff Woods, uh, found the Mentee podcast, uh, found Go Abundance. And over the last five years, I've recovered. I've had just a, a just a tremendous change in my trajectory um, to get to where I'm at right now. So very high level. I know that's a lot, but that's uh, that's kind of how all this transpired. You know, what's very interesting about your story is you're working hard, you're busting your butt, you're taking action, you're making things happen. You might not have all the pieces or the clarity at that point. You're jumping based off of feeling shame, insignificance as a child, chasing money, thinking that's going to solve all your problems. Now, it's given you something to do, but anything you build up, we know is not permanent. Life isn't permanent. It's always changing. And 2008, you hit a huge snag. 2016, another huge snag. And if I do my math correctly, 2024 would be another eight years. And we know there's a lot of... Don't speak that into existence. Ace. <laughs> Don't speak that into existence. I am taking a lot of risk right now. <laughs> I, that, hey, you are playing, as they say, you are 
the man in the arena right now. I, oh, I, that's that sign. I don't. You can see it behind my my uh, camera oh, is it, right is it here. Behind that's, there? That's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's 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 the poem. That's right. I I, I love that. And um, what I love what you're saying about though is like a lot of us chase things in life. A lot of us push towards different goals. Some of them monetary. Some of them materialistic. But at the end of the day, you're going to have your ups and downs. That's just how life is. And the great times are great, but they're short-lived as well. You're not always going to have great times. And it's those low times that things you've talked about, getting clarity on what your life is, what your mission is. That's really what's going to help you get through those. Because as we know, life goes up and down. And how many times are we going to go up and down? But if we don't have that higher purpose that mission, that, that fire, that's more than just money. It's more than just material materials and things like that. That's what's going to keep you going, but also it makes life that much more pleasant, much more beautiful, much more like you're actually living life is having that. And there's a lot of very successful people out there that make a whole lot of money that aren't happy. Yeah, that don't feel fulfilled. And I know you work with people like that on a daily basis. Sure. Um, so for for you, how did getting clarity and all of that really change how you experience life? Well, there's really two things, right? Uh, there's a general saying that clarity is power. And I believe that. And the reason that clarity is power is for really two things. One, it offers you a direction. It gives, it serves as a lens from which you can make decisions, right? Is this lead me closer to my goal or take me further away from it, right? Does it, there was a, um, a story of the, um, I'm going to get it wrong, but there's a story, let's just call it a, a row team that had never won the World Cup. And um, they got together and they said, we're going to finally win the World Cup. Let's do this. And they had one question that they used to define and, and decide their decisions. Does it make the boat go faster? Will it make the boat go faster? And if it didn't make the boat go faster, they wouldn't do it, right? If it would make the boat go faster, they would do it. But they can only ask themselves that question because they knew they wanted to win the World Cup. They knew what their goal was. So the purpose of a goal is to be intentional in the moment. So finding clarity allows you to be more intentional. And the second thing about clarity being power is that it allows you to see opportunities, right? I had a text today. I'm working with a guy that's wanting to, he's in the middle of negotiating a contract to buy a franchise. And part of the question right now is, is he going to pay um, what the, the seller of this franchise wants because he can buy a new one for a little bit less and he's struggling with how to negotiate with the seller and does he buy the the existing franchise or start from scratch how do we structure this deal he sent me a text today of a screenshot from a facebook group of another seller of the same franchise that says hey i'm selling my franchise and here's how i'm selling it and it's got the framework of the deal lined out he would not my friend would not have recognized that post if he weren't already no if he wasn't already in the midst of trying to negotiate his deal right you, you know the the reticular activating system in your brain oh, yeah. you buy a white tahoe and all of a sudden you see white tahoes everywhere that's right when you're clear on your goal then you start to see the opportunities that lead you closer to your goal 
that's why clarity is power. So you can be more intentional and you see more opportunities. That's the bottom line. Simple, right? But yet we are in this world full of distractions, mm-hmm. full of the noise, full of the addiction to dopamine hits in our brain. Somebody said at the conference yesterday, and I'm going to start saying this, you know, it's my new little mantra for the next season. Uh, everybody has the will to succeed. Few have the will to plan to succeed. Why is that? Because thinking is hard. Saying no to the text and the emails and the distractions and the desire to have another hit of dopamine, right? And this quick switch, quick switch, quick switch, do this, do that, right? Pick this up. I got to do this. I got to just sit and be intentional is challenging in today's world, probably more so than ever because of technology. And, you know, Napoleon Hill said it best, think and grow rich. It wasn't go do, it was think. And I just appreciate the opportunity to think and to plan so that we can then be intentional about what we say yes to, what we say no to, and then live the life that we really desire. That's so powerful. One of the things that I do, I don't know if you're familiar with 75 hard, but I do this thing called the hundred day challenge, which I'm in the middle of right now. And for a hundred days, it's like 75 hard on crack, just a million different things going on. And so I was waking up four in the morning and busting my butt till about nine or 10 at night, seven days a week, just action, 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 action. One of the things I realized about day 35, so about a month into this is that I was burning out very quickly, not because of the hours I was putting in, because I was doing, I have all these habits and rituals that I do to get good healthy dopamine levels up, get my adrenaline going. I, I have very good sleep patterns just from all my, my daily habits and everything. But what was really wearing me down was distractions. And by distractions, my what I call yes management. So I was saying yes to too many things that I was outputting a lot of energy, but I wasn't getting a lot put back into me. I wasn't spending time on myself, spending time to do things to recharge myself. Yes, I was going to the gym and doing things like that, but there were a lot of things I wasn't doing to take care of myself. And I hit a brick wall and I hit it hard and I had to really reset. So when you talk about people being distracted, Mine wasn't your typical, hey, I I watch too much TV or I spend too much time on Facebook. My distractions were allowing the noise of other people and their wants and their desires and their needs for me to fulfill that before I'm fulfilling my own. Sure. And when you're a productive person, when you're a person who strives to be a high achiever, you can wear yourself out very quickly, especially if you love giving to other people and things like that. So distractions can come in many different forms. They don't have to just be television or sports or things like that. But getting those things and breaking it back down, like you said, getting clear on really what you want out of life, what's important to you and how you want to live that life. Because like you said, once you have that clarity, it's power and things start coming up you start seeing things that you well, wouldn't see before. The, the way that we, we talk about it at the Mint, at the mint Tea is um, when you go to the Mexican restaurant, what, I don't know where 
uh, your where you live in the Mexican restaurant there, but here in Baton Rouge, right? When you go to the Mexican restaurant, certain things happen automatically. What, what happens when you go to the Mexican restaurant? Well, what, when you walk in and you get sat at the table, what's next? Usually it's either water or chips and salsa. That's right. It's water, chips and salsa. They're going to bring it to you, right? Did you go to the Mexican restaurant just for chips, salsa and water? No. No. What'd you go there for? Uh, probably the main course. Some enchiladas, some tacos. Some enchiladas, tacos, fajitas. And if you're like me or most people, you want a margarita, right? The margarita and some, some Mexican food. You're not going to get the margarita and you're not going to get the fajitas or the enchiladas unless you place your order. You'll get full on chips and salsa and water. You will be full, but that's not what you came there for. So in this life, you can experience life and survive. But unless you place your order for what you really want, it is not going to be delivered to you. And you don't have to worry about the how. That's what stops a lot of people from placing their order, their order is they get fearful and scared and overwhelmed with trying to figure out the how so they don't live with their order placed. And all it takes to place your order is clarity around what you want. Whether it is like one of the big things right now that I'm chasing is I want to see my abs. I've been overweight my entire life. Um, never thin, healthy, when I shouldn't say healthy, never just never an athlete's body. How about that? And I want an athlete's body. At least I've said that I want an athlete's body. And so it's not until it's, and it's been incremental. It's been long term work. Um, and I am closer now than I've ever been to having abs for the summer. Um, so knowing what I want, right, allows me to plan and prepare. And so at the end of the day, in a very granular, uh, way, I am asking myself every single morning, what do I have to do today to move the needle to get abs? Yes, I want the wealth and all the things, right? But I've got goals in all the categories. But when I'm clear around what I want, then whenever I see certain distractions, which might be the banana pudding at the conference I went to yesterday, or the, the bread pudding, I'm sorry, and the, the, the huge chunks of cornbread and moist uh, muffins that they had with the meat selection, I can pass, right? Because I'm aware and I have um, clarity around what I want. And I have that clarity and I strengthen that relationship with that goal because I spend time with that goal. Your goals and finding clarity around what you want is one thing, but then growing and developing and strengthening the relationship with your goals is something totally different, right? Most people will go to a goal setting retreat. They'll go to, uh, you know, the end of the year, New Year's resolutions, right? They'll come up with their goal. And then that's the last time they visit that they either don't write it down or if they do write it down, they put it in a notebook and they never open the notebook again. I'm opening my notebook every single day. Every single morning, I'm opening my notebook 
and I'm reviewing my goals because I want a, I want a strong relationship with my goals, right? If you're in a relationship with a partner, you don't have a good relationship with that partner if you don't spend time with them. And it's the same thing with your goals. If you don't spend time with your goals, you won't have a good relationship with them and you won't achieve them. That's so true. We get what we focus on in life. If we're continually focusing on the negative things or why don't I have this? Why don't I have that? You're ultimately going to create your own reality. And what you just said about staying focused on your goals, not only just planning and writing them out, because you'll hear every guru say, well, you're part of the 1% because you actually did your goals. Well, yeah, if your goal set in a notebook that you look at on January 1st every year, guess what? Those goals are not going to be accomplished. And that's right. And so focusing on that, because that focus brings energy to that. And where there's energy, there's going to be growth. And that's just think and grow rich. You think. So you're thinking about your goals every day. And well, you're priming the- your brain. You're priming your brain, right? Because most people live from their subconscious and your subconscious is rooted in everything that's behind you. It's everything that's in the past. And um, so going back to your, you know, your struggle with your hundred day challenge and saying yes to people, right? The people that ask you for things, the people that um, come to you, the fires that you're putting out, the texts, the emails, the phone calls, the, hey, got a minutes, all of those people identify with you in either your current self or your past self. That's the, re- the relationship you have with your people are based on, it cannot be any more futuristic than your current self, but your current self is not your desired future self. And so when we say yes to the people around us, we're saying yes to an old identity. How do we then strengthen, right? Our vision of our desired future self. You have to spend time thinking about your desired future self. What do you want your physical self, your physical health to look like? in 10 years from now? What do you want your finances to look like in 10 years from now? What do you want your key relationships to look like 10 years from now? Well, what do you have to do today to move the needle in that direction? And nine times out of 10, it's not going to be all of the activities that you've already scheduled in your calendar based on an old version of yourself, right? And then how do you stay motivated to say yes to your desired future self and say no to the distractions that keep you in your current patterns. You have to spend time with your goals and you have to spend time solidifying that relationship that you want to have in the future, right? It's the same thing. I say this about AA. Uh, You know, when people are trying to get sober, they have, you go to AA, right? You go to Alcoholics Anonymous. And the question is, well, how often do you have to go to an to to an AA meeting when you're trying to get sober. In some cases, it's twice a day, right? right? Some cases it could be morning, lunch, and and afternoon, right? But it's a frequent um, reoccurrence of showing up at those AA meetings. And when you do the plan, it works. Why is that? What's happening every time that addict goes to the AA meetings? They are spending time with the version of, of themselves that they wish to bring to fruition, right? They are being tethered to that desired uh, future self 
version of them. That's why it works. So your goals and your desire of your desired future self, is, it's the same way. Your morning ritual or your evening ritual, those, um, th those two events in, in your day are your version of the AA meeting, right? And calling to mind and reflecting on that desired future self so that you can retool, put you know, the ammunition back in your quiver so that when you go out into the world, right, you don't have an empty one. Right. And then you're going to deplete your arrows. You're going to deplete your ammunition. So you have to come back in, meet with your desired future self, retool, restock so that you can go back in. Most people don't do that. Right. Because we're addicted to caffeine. We're addicted to dopamine and we want to um, we, we don't get good sleep. And so we wake up and we're tired and we press snooze three or four or five times. And then we got to drink caffeine to get fired up and then we don't exercise. And so then we're on the go all day long. And while we're at work, all we can think about is the things at home. And then when we get at home, all we can think about is all the things that we didn't get done at work. And then we go to our Facebook or we go to Twitter or we go to Instagram or we go to TikTok and all the social media platforms, right? And oh, by the way, we probably ate fast food because we didn't have time to plan and prepare. So now we're unhealthy. Our body's telling us you got to slow down. You got to change. Now we're overweight. We're more tired. Then we don't sleep. And then we just repeat it again, right? How do you break those cycles? It starts with clar clarity. It starts with clarity and, and interrogating reality, I think, as Susan Scott would say in Fierce Conversations. What the hell is going on? <laughs> I'm out of control, you know? And so it's just calling attention to simple question. Here's the simple question for you and the, and the audience. Um, for, well, let me, let me frame it this way. What does success mean? Success, as I teach, simply means getting what you want. That's it. If you get what you want, then you're successful. So then what do you have to know in order to be successful? What you want. You have to know what you want in order to be successful. So for 2023 this year, it's December. Let's just pretend. Here's the question, right? Let's pretend it's December 31st, 2023. We're celebrating New Year's Eve. And I run into you and you tell me that you've had the best year that you've ever had in your entire life. You can't even believe that 2023 was your year. It was so good. What had to happen for you to answer that question that way? What is your physical health? What's your body fat percentage, right? How much do you weigh? What's your blood pressure? How about your key relationships? What do they look like? How about your spiritual life? Do you have one? Are you praying, meditating, right? How about the money in your checkbook? What does the balance need to be? Do you want $10 or $10,000 in your everyday checkbook? What about passive income, your job, right? Your business. If you can't answer that question, then it's really simple. Spend more time finding clarity around what has to happen in those categories. For you to say that 2023 was the best year you've ever had. And if that's too hard, then we give you a shortcut and we just say, if you could just pick one category, that if you won in that one category, all the other categories would become easier or unnecessary. What's the one category? And when you find that, okay, great. What's the one thing you can do today 
right? Such that by doing it, and it's the one thing you can do, such that by doing it, all the other things become easier or unnecessary toward achieving that one goal in that one category. And that's really where we start. That's so powerful. Just having clarity, taking that first step. It's just, that's how momentum is built up. And it might seem insurmountable to some people because they are stuck or they feel like they're in this cycle. But I always tell people that when you find yourself in those situations where you're spiraling or you're stuck, it's like digging yourself in a hole. First thing you got to do is you got to stop digging that hole. You got to get clarity on what are some of the things that are driving this. And then is this, obviously this is probably not what you want. So like you keep harping on is asking yourself the question, what is it that I really want? And man, you're, I should be paying you right now. You are freaking, <laughs> you are coaching me left and right. And I just, I love it, man. Um, well, let me say this, um, people, you, th this is everything that the mentee podcast is based on. It's based on what Jim Rohn said a long, long time ago. You become like the five people you spend the most time with. There is no bigger influence on your life than the people around it. The people that are currently in your life are in your life based on your previous behaviors, based on your previous actions and activities. They may not be the people, and in most cases, they are not the people that serve your desired future self. So if you're digging a hole, you're digging a hole because you're surrounded by the wrong people, right? The hack is to find other people that are already winning at whatever it is that you want to win at. If it's finding clarity, then go find people that are seeking clarity or go find people that have already found clarity and get into a relationship with them, right? The Mentee podcast is based on that notion and I'm the mentee, my guests are the mentors. And so if you can't find your own mentors, you can't find your own people, then you borrow mine, right? You borrow yours, you borrow your guest because our input shapes our outlook, right? So we need to surround ourselves with the conversations that we want to grow into because you grow into the conversations around you, which is why you become like the five people you spend the most time with, right? So if you're digging a hole, the best thing you can do to stop digging a hole is to find somebody, one relationship that you can start or that you can grow one podcast, one book, right? Something that you can just put into your, into your mind, read, listen to, participate in. And that is the doorway to change. That's the doorway to change. And then, you know, once you start doing that, the second step is to design your environment. So what are you digging a hole with, right? Are you too distracted by the text messages, the text messages, the phone calls and the emails? Well, then turn your phone off, right? That's one little hack that you can do in your physical environment that will change everything. Just turn the, turn the notifications off. You don't even, my notifications have been turned off on my phone for probably eight years now, a long time. There's no red bubbles. It doesn't vibrate. It, nothing. It's totally silent and it's always a blank screen. I can't tell how many text messages I have, how many emails, how many notifications on social media. Because when I see those things, what my natural in inclination is to go check it. 
Right. So I don't even want to see it. Right. I don't even want to see it. My phone stays upside down and I consciously use that tip, that hack so that I can go deep into the things that I know move the needle towards my desired future self. Um, so it's your people and it's your physical environment. Those are the two biggest influences on everything about who you are. So when you get clear on who you want to become, then you can start being intentional about the people and the conversations and the things that you can change in your environment. I love what uh, Tony Robbins says. Not so much like when we think about a partner, we're like, oh, I want a person who's like this, this height, does this, looks like this. And he's like, that's bullshit. What you got to do is turn it around. Who do I need to be to be with a partner like that? And by getting clarity on what you want and who you want to be, now you can start saying, okay, well, how does that person act? How does that person spend their day? And what am I currently acting like? And how am I currently spending that day? And now you, now you have where you are now and where you want to be. And it's like, okay, now how do I close that gap? And like you said, finding those relationships being around those people that are doing the things that you want to do, that are living the life you want to live because power or proximity is power. That's right. As Tony Robbins Proximity says. is power because you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm with you there a hundred percent. So for those of you listening, Wyatt is the owner and founder of The Mentee, which is a business and a community of people who strive to better themselves the people around them, and to live their lives fully. Check him out at thementee.com. And like he had also mentioned before, if you want free, easy, accessible mentorship, check out his podcast, The Mentee Podcast. And also, I believe it's it's a free group to jump onto on Facebook, right? The, yep. the mentee. When you go to, yep. When you go to the mentee.com, you can click on join my mastermind. And then there's several options for you to choose from. And it starts at the free version. And then it goes all the way to my private um, VIP mastermind events that we host, which we're going to host our first one, uh, April 21st through the 23rd in uh, just right outside of Austin, Texas. And a little note of clarification, Jeff started, Jeff Woods was the founder of the mentee. And I was able to partner with him and purchase the platform from him as he stepped into his role full time over with Gary Keller at The One Thing. Right. And so Jeff has been a mentor of mine for six years, I think, uh, five, five, about five years since 2017. And so if you think about the notion that you become like the five people you spend the most time with, Jeff was business partners with Gary Keller, who was the co-founder of Keller Williams, which is a uh, one, probably the largest real estate brokerage in the country. And, and what is fascinating is that Gary is a self-made billionaire with a B. And Jeff was business partners with him for six or so years, right? And then I got to be partners with Jeff. So if you believe that you become like the five people you spend the most time with and that proximity is power. I'm one connection away from a billionaire, right? And that was six years ago. That's since changed, right? Uh, that relationship parlayed into another relationship, which parlayed into a lot of relationships that I never had before. And so, you know, I'll, I'll say this, which has been a profound statement in my entire life. And I continue to coach around this. People don't know what they want 
They only want what they know. I'll say it again. People don't know what they want. They only want what they know. And an easy example is nobody wanted an iPhone until the iPhone was invented. And then everybody wanted an iPhone. You know, nobody wanted Netflix. We were all fine with going to Blockbuster until Netflix was invented. And then all of a sudden, we want Netflix. So your choices are limited to the amount of exposure that you've had in your life up until this point. If you want more choices, bigger choices, more abundant life, then you've got to increase the exposure that you have to other people, to other worlds, to other opportunities, to more podcasts, more books, more communities, more, um, you know, ways of living, more easier ways of earning a living, easier ways of being in a relationship with people, easier ways of being fit, right? Because you grow into the conversations around you and you become like the five people you spend the most time with. So uh, I say it all the time. Exposure is key. Conversations with new people is key to living an abundant life. Man, keep on preaching. Relation, <laughs> this all goes back to relationships. And the best thing about relationships is as a species, we're, we're community driven. That is in our DNA. Who doesn't want to talk to people? I, I'm an introverted person. But once I start talking to people like yourself and people that really want to grow and be better and give more. I just, it opens me up like nothing else. And then I can just go on and on and on and making those connections with people, having that, that, that need for connection. Everybody wants it. Everybody needs it. And I can go into the neurochemicals of how that's going to make you healthier and help your brain and body by getting the right chemical exposure as well. But it all just pancakes on itself and stacks upon itself. And I just love how you keep hitting relationships so hard because everyone in, in our space talks about, yeah, Jim Rohn, how, how often does he get quoted? Yep. And, but then they'll just say the Jim Rohn quote and then stop from there. Yeah. And move on. Here's the thing though, right. And even if I can, uh, maybe ask you to reconsider some of the labels that you put on yourself, like saying I'm an introvert. Well, what is an introvert? Who told you that you're an introvert? What does that even mean? And does that serve you? Right? Because if it doesn't, then no, maybe. And, and, and at the core of what we're talking about with relationships, you can't have a relationship with somebody else that you don't first have with yourself. Mm -hmm. And so people that are afraid to talk to other people need to ask themselves why. What is it about themselves that keeps them from engaging with other people? I really believe that other people are mirrors to ourselves, right? And so um, introvert, extrovert, you know, we could go around and talk about the DISC behavior profile, right? High D, high S, high C, whatever. And I think all that um, matters. And I think all of it's relevant and I don't think any of it is fixed. I don't think any of it's fixed, uh, right? I'm sure you're aware of the neuroplasticity of our cells and that we can, we can 
change our environment and then the cells and the DNA that expresses themselves will also change. Correct. Right. Yeah. We've, we've known that now. And even in personal development and psychology, what we know now, which is the distinct difference, I think, between old psychology and new psychology or what we could say is therapists and psychologists versus coaches. The way I like to think about it is psychologists like to focus on the past and coaches like to focus on the future. And the, the, new, um, the new age psychology is talking about how the vision that we have of our future is pulling us towards it versus the past that we've had dictating our future, right? If we really believed that our past dictated our future, it takes away our control, right? It puts us in a victim mindset that says, well, I've always been an introvert, so I can't change. I've always been shy or timid, so I have less conversations. I've always been this, that, or the other. I've always been fat. I've never had abs, so I can't change. I'm just big bone. It's my, uh, it's my, um, my, uh, what is it? Um, somebody said, um, when you inherited, uh, the trait, what is the word? Um, Genetics. It's in my genetics, right? Uh, I just have bad genetics. No, maybe, maybe some of that's true. And it should not be a reason for inaction, right? So when you get clear on the desired future self that, and you strengthen that relationship, it starts to pull you forward. It pulls you into that space. And at the end of the day, we are meant to be in relationship with each other. And you can either live from your ego are your true self and the true self is nothing but love. There is no judgment from the true self, right? And it's impossible to stay there all the time. So it's a dance. And I was sharing this with my, my coach this morning, uh, my uh, weight training coach, that awareness is the doorway to change. So That's it's, right. it's really understanding, Hey, I'm in judgment. Hmm. Why do I think that person is so egotistical? If I believe that people are a mirror, <laughs> then what is it saying about my own ego, right? Oh, wow. Mm. Right? And so it's being aware that their ego and the way that they're behaving has triggered me. And uh, instead of judging them, what is it that I need to change? How can I change? How can I show, how can I open my heart and love this person in spite of the way they're they're demonstrating, right? They're living from their ego uh, in that space. And anyway, when we operate from our true self, love abounds, connection happens, engagement happens, peace is all over, right? And it's just finding that awareness or that community of people that can breed the awareness so that we can live from more of our true self than our egos. And I think that's how people live the good life. It's incredible, man. It's incredible. I just... I have taken so many notes and <laughs> good. I'm glad, man. Yeah. So I introduced you as Wyatt, the mentee. Would you say that is your superhero name? Or if you had, do you currently have a superhero name that we're not aware of? Or what would you don upon yourself as a superhero? Well, I am not that versed in superheroes, right? So my exposure to those options are very limited. What I, what I would say is I, the mentee really implies that I'm a learner and I am learning from every conversation, every experience. I'm open-minded. Uh, I try to stay as aware as I can so that I can learn and grow 
Um, the name of my real estate company is Kaizen Home Sales and Services, and it's Kaizen because Kaizen means continual improvement. Um, I'm always looking to get better, right? And if you're not growing, then you're dying. And um, so I would say that the mentee is, is certainly synonymous with being a learner and, and always learning from other people. Uh, I'm, I do have kids and my son used to be obsessed with Spider-Man. So I'm probably the most familiar with Spider-Man. And what does he say? With great powers comes great responsibilities or something like that. With great power, there must also come great responsibility. There you go. And so as an, you know, as somebody that's a life learner, somebody that's had a lot of iterations in life and just my 42 years of living uh, more so than a lot of other people, um, I can see things and I'm, you know, trying to maintain a balance uh, of being rooted in, in uh, my own uh, sense of self-worth. I can see when other people are hurting and other people need uh, a helping hand mentally and or emotionally. And um, I think that courage is facilitated through empathetic witnesses, right? And people that support one another, then courage can abound. And I think most people are, are living a small life because they're afraid to take action. They don't, they don't utilize courage. So I like to be a facilitator of courage for people to be intentional about the life they really want and the life that they really choose and not the life they think others expect them to live, which is Bronnie Ware, right? The hospice nurse that did a study for five years. She asked patients who were near death. They had been given their death sentence. They were not able to start over again. They was done. And she asked them if they had any regrets, what are they? And she tracked their answers for five years and she concluded that the number one regret of people who were near death is that they'd wished they'd had the courage to live the life they really wanted instead of the life they thought others expected them to live. How depressing. I do not want that life. I do not want a single regret when I get on my deathbed. And I would love to help other people do the same. And so superpower Right. Having the awareness of all this is to bring out the courage in other people to help them live the life that they really want to live. That's amazing. So superpower is obviously being a facilitator of courage, like you said. But I think another one, too, is just having that empathy, being aware. That's right. That using signals, just like I labeled myself earlier, you jumped on that immediately. And I can just tell from this short conversation that we've had so far that that definitely is a superpower of yours. Um, I was going to ask you who your superheroes are. Obviously, as you mentioned, not a big superhero guy. That's right. <laughs> besides Spider-Man, and I love Spider-Man as well. But what are some human superheroes? Man, I always give credit to Jeff Woods. Uh, if it weren't for Jeff Woods living in his purpose and his passion, um, you know, who knows where I would be and what I would be doing. Jeff, Jeff Woods is one of the, one of the people that has had the most impact on my trajectory, um, simply because of what he was able to connect, who he was able to connect me with and what happened as a result of that. Right. Um, he's been, he's been awesome. Uh, I'll tell you that I have a, a mindset coach. His name is Ron Potolsky. And he is a superhero. Uh, I learned so much from him 
and I am tethered to my vision of my desired future self, uh, much to the work of Ron and what Ron and I get to do um, together and Kelly Flanagan. Uh, Kelly Flanagan is a, a, a psychologist and a, a coach for high-level entrepreneurs and business owners. Uh, he's a relationship coach. And my wife and I have done a lot of coaching with him because uh, we are so opposite. And yet we love each other so much that we are invested into helping us uh, lessen the valleys in our relationship, right? Um, and we want to work on it. So Kelly has transformed uh, our marriage and um, our ability to be great parents to our kids. So Kelly Flanagan, Jeff Woods, Ron Potolsky, those guys have been, um, those guys have added a whole lot to my life. Incredible, man. Well, for everybody listening, I've mentioned your website a couple times already. Is that the best way for them to get a hold of you to find more information? about you? You know what I've been doing? I've been giving out my cell phone number. Really? <laughs> I have been. You know why? Because nobody uses it. So it's not even a big deal. Um, you can text me at 225-235-7223. That's my cell phone. Don't call because I don't answer the phones, right? I don't check my... I've already said on this show, it's not on vibrate. It's on silent. So don't expect an immediate response. Um, but text me. Say, hey, I heard you on the podcast with Ace and I want to reach out and I'll get on the phone with you and we'll talk for 15 minutes. The, isn't that amazing though, Ace? Nobody is going to call me. They're not going to text me. People will not take the action. I've been doing this for two months now and uh, nobody's texted me, not one time. And you know, my podcast is listened to in, I don't know, almost a hundred countries, thousand downloads a week. <laughs> And nobody's texting me. Maybe your audience will text me. We'll see. Uh, so yeah, that's my cell phone number. You can, um, Wyatt at thementee.com is my email address. Thementee.com is my URL. I'm on Facebook, Wyatt Graves. I've got Instagram. We just started a TikTok account. I'm all over the internet. Internet. If you want to reach out to me, I'm happy to uh, have a little 15 minute call with anybody and help them get connected to the right resources, whether that's mine, yours, or somebody else's, uh, just to help them uh, march their way into living the good life. I appreciate you sharing that. And that's crazy giving out your cell phone, but nobody utilizes it. That just they don't. blows my mind. <laughs> so if you had to leave the audience with just one simple tool, just if they got anything from this conversation that they can implement immediately, what would be one thing that you would tell them? Man, I think uh, what's coming to my mind is the awareness of what I call the little drunk monkey that sits on your shoulder that says you're a loser, you're a wuss, you'll never amount to anything, you're not good enough to make that phone call, um, they're going to think you're crazy, right? Everybody has a little drunk monkey that sits on one side of their head and tells them all the limiting beliefs. Uh, the tool is to just be aware. That's not who you are. <laughs> that's not who you are. Uh, you are not your thoughts. And so by being aware, right, you can say, you know what? I hear you, you little SOB. And I'm not going to fall victim to what you want me to do today. I'm going to feel the fear. I'm going to be scared as hell. And I'm going to do it anyway. Right? Uh, so just being aware of the little drunk monkey and that little voice that tells you all the things that keep you small, that keep you from living your best life, from living the good life. 
and um, know that you're not those thoughts. That's incredible. I would say the thing that I've got out of this, if I had to take anything away, is two things, just relationships and environment. Who do I want to be? Who do I need to surround myself with? And what does that person, what does their environment look like? And just, That's right. just ask myself that question and just go through it. I also love what you talked about, about reviewing your goals every day. So I guess I'm throwing a few things out there, but all incredible stuff. I really appreciate you coming on. I don't know, probably don't know this. I'm in Nashville now, so we're just a hop, skip and a jump away from one another. I don't have the amazing Southern accent like you do. <laughs> but Hey, so I'll be in Nashville uh, right after my mastermind. So let's connect. Uh, April 23rd is a Sunday through April 25th or 6th. I'll be in Nashville for a conference and uh, we're going to be staying at the Gaylord uh, Hotel. So oh, perfect, um, yeah, why don't I, my, so I gave you my cell phone. That's right. Uh, maybe you'll be the first person to text me, <laughs> uh, text me your contact information so that I can have it. And then we'll try to connect. I've got a great friend, Chris, uh, that's in Nashville as well. And maybe we can uh, catch up and have coffee or lunch or dinner or something while I'm, I'm out that way. That'd be incredible. And for everybody listening right now, that's how simple it is to make a relationship. Just talk to that's somebody, right. be open, be vulnerable. We all love to talk to one another. We all love to relate. We all love to connect. And it's amazing and so powerful at what can happen when you do that. So for those of you listening, once again, thank you very much. I want to thank Wyatt, the mentee Graves. Thank you for coming on. It has been an absolute honor and a pleasure to have you on. And I just am so grateful that I get to talk to people like you and that I get to have my audience listen and learn from somebody like yourself. So thank you once again for coming on. For those of you listening, thank you once again for checking out the podcast. I am This can't be done without you. And I am just so blessed to be able to sit here and really not do much more than a monkey pushing a button. But I get great guys like Wyatt on. And I am just so grateful that you get to spend your time with me. I don't take that for granted. And I'm going to keep growing, keep pushing and doing the best I can to change my life so that I can be better at helping you change your life. So with that said, ace out. Awesome, man. It was a pleasure. Hey, no, absolute. Um, Chris Goodman. Yeah. Had made the introduction. Do you coach with Chris? I coached him uh, at an event about a okay, month gotcha. or two ago. Just, I didn't even know he did podcast coaching, all of that. And I've been able to, develop a relationship with him. And that's how I got to meet you. And Chris is an amazing, amazing person, amazing husband, amazing father. And I'm just so blessed that I was able to make that connection with him. Um, and yeah, it's just, yeah, like, Chris is awesome. I got a lot of love and respect for Chris. He was, uh, my first coach when I launched Kaizen after the flood, he was who coached me into, uh, where I'm at today. So uh, Chris is a Chris is a great guy. That's incredible. Yeah. Yep. It's just I yeah. I couldn't agree with you more, man. Awesome, man. Well send me that text and we'll connect uh when when April rolls around. Definitely. Looking forward to it and you will definitely be getting a text from me. All right, man. We'll have a great day. Yeah.